it is always an exciting time of year uh, around the Super Bowl because that is when the Pro Football Hall of Fame announces its next class. So uh, we get kind of that nice uh, six-month uh, peak of peak activity in February, late January, early February, and then late July, early August for the enshrinement. And, uh, and in between, we get to have a little bit of fun, too, on some different things. When we talk about the class of 24, uh, it, it has certainly been narrowed down. You don't need to go through all the names, but the process is what I wanted to bring up to the listeners because this isn't just a, na- a day you sit down and how about this name, yay or nay. There is some debating going back and forth, but there is a lot that goes into the final selection of these names going into the hall. Oh, no question. You know, the, the nomination process is open to anyone. They just need to contact the Hall of Fame with a, a written nomination. It could be uh, somebody, you know, the only the only real stipulation is that they had a, you know, it's got to be somebody who's played, you know, probably five to six years at a minimum to even be considered. Uh, but you can nominate anybody who played professional football, and then that nominee's list gets a window down by our selectors from this year was it was over 170 names and and uh, you know they worked several weeks in the fall to take that down to 25 and then another several weeks to take that from 25 to 15 and then we'll bring them all together uh, and it'll be probably a seven eight hour meeting to like you said we'll we'll, we'll have presentations and conversations and debates and. And, uh, you know, because once you get to that 15, everybody in that 15 is worthy of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. It's not a question of uh, whether or not they've earned it. It's just a question of which of those, you know, five out of those 15 modern era players is going to be the class for that particular year. So, boy, you know, it just really gets difficult. And, and some, you know, beauty is definitely in the eye of the beholder. And some people favor the offensive players or the defensive players or whether or not they won a Super Bowl or how many times they made the Pro Bowl or the All-Pro team. And, and uh, eventually we come to a consensus and the group puts forward their names. Rich DeRosiers is with us, Chief Communications Officer with the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Rich, I have to ask you, have you ever been involved or sat in the meetings? Yes, I do. Yes, I, as part of my oh, uh, role at the Hall of Fame, I actually serve. I serve as the Hall's liaison to the committee, so I'm the one communicating with them over the course of the year, sending them the nomin- you know, sending them the names that yeah. are uh, in nomination, sending them information on. Once we reach the finalist stage, the Hall of Fame will put together a, a pretty comprehensive book uh, that includes the stats and biographies and uh, some you know sometimes some testimonials about the different players not 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 from not testimonials from us but testimonials from uh their coaches or their peers and we'll put all that information together and give it to the selectors so yeah i do i do get to go behind the curtain and i'll, I'll also be you know i do get to sit in on the meetings uh and and hear the debates and you know it's funny that you know the super bowl's in las vegas ray Mm-hmm. Uh, and the selection meeting is like being in Las Vegas because what happens <laughs> in the selection meeting stays in the selection meeting. Uh, but it can get pretty intense as as the different selectors uh, try to dig in and and you know push their if you'll pardon the uh, football pun they're you know they're trying to they're trying to push push their their favorite player across the goal line and and into uh, into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. So it can get it can get pretty intense. 
Rich, how many on the committee? Obviously, you don't need to know names, but is it is it pro football writers from around the country, people in journalism, such? Correct. It is primarily uh, working journalists. The the committee itself is fifty persons. Uh, there are now a handful of women, as women have uh, become more and more prevalent in the professional reporting business, uh, electronic and print. Uh, there's also four Hall of Famers who serve in uh, some of the at-large positions. Uh, uh, so right now you're looking at uh, each franchise has one selector attached to it, and that is somebody who covers the team day in and day out. So you know, take the Browns, for example. Uh, that is Mr. Tony Grossi mm-hmm. from uh, 850 ESPN uh, Cleveland.com and the Plain Dealers. Mary Kay Cabot is also an at-large voter. So it happens that there, you know, it, it does happen that uh, two of the selectors are actually from the Cleveland area, and they both, you know, spoke about Joe Thomas last year when it was his time uh, to be considered. And so each NFL franchise has one selector attached to it, and then we have 18 others who are considered at large, and they can be. Uh, anybody, and those are some of the major media outlets. There's, there are a couple people on there uh, from ESPN and Sports Illustrated, uh, a couple of book authors and football historians, and then the four Pro Football Hall of Famers. Rich DeRozier is Chief Communications Officer, Pro Football Hall of Fame. And, Rich, the announcement is made, at least it used to be, the Saturday night before the Super Bowl. Is it still that way? Now it's Thursday. Okay. The NFL uh, a few years ago shook up its schedule a little bit on, on the order that it does things. And you're right, Ray. It used to be that the honors program was on that Saturday of Super Bowl week, and now it's on Thursday. And that's, that's kind of a reflection of the growth of the game and, and how Thursday has become synonymous with football, you know, almost as much as, as Sunday or Monday. So, uh, when Thursday night football really became uh, part of the American cultural experience, uh, the league also then moved its honors recognition program to that Thursday slot and back a few years, and uh, that's when it'll be announced this year. So, so Thursday, February 8th in Las Vegas. Rich DeRozier's Chief Communications Officer, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Correct me if I'm wrong, the hall goes to Las Vegas, right? Don't you put up a, a little display with the Hall of Fame in Las Vegas celebrating Super Bowl week? We do, and it's, uh, you know, I, I, if I, I hope I didn't mishear you. I believe, and I don't think you, you know, you didn't mean it in any way. I think you said little, but it, it's not <laughs> little either. It's a nice footprint for the hall. We'll, we'll actually take some of the bronze busts out, oh. uh, lots of memorabilia to show the history of the game, and, and the hall gets a really nice uh, footprint and exposure at what they call NFL experience. And, it, and, and you know, this, this can take up a big area of a convention center, uh, for fans to see, and, and they have interactives for kids and adults. And, and the Wilson football uh, manufacturing folks typically go out there every year, and they'll actually do live demonstrations on how the official Wilson footballs are made. And you can do punt, pass, and kick activities and, uh, you know, test your speed in the 40-yard dash and attempt field goals. And, and we're part of that big uh, what they call NFL experience and, uh, you know, learn more about the history of the game and see some of the cool artifacts. Well, Rich, let's do the full circle here and wrap up our conversation because we've got a weekend off, at least us here locally, 
to enjoy the Hall of Fame. I imagine heavy attendance this weekend. I think I'm going to try to get down there for sure. But talk about the Hall of Fame, where we are in 2024, because I just drove by the place yesterday. Man, every time I go by, it gets larger and larger down there with the (laughs) add-on and the village and everything. Talk about the Hall and then this weekend with times where people can come in and visit the Hall of Fame. 9, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day, seven days a week. Right now, there there won't be another day, you know, barring some sort of extreme weather. And, gosh, I hope we're not going to have to deal with that. Uh, but barring any extreme weather, we are open 9 to 5 every day now all the way uh, until uh, the holiday, Memorial Day weekend. Then we'll go into our summer hours, so 9 to 5. But, you know, Ray, one of the things that we're really excited right now, we know there's lots of Steelers fans in this area. We have a, a, a temporary exhibit. It went on display uh, two weekends ago uh, called a, a Legacy Forged in Black and Gold, and, it, and it's a deep dive into the great history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and we have all six of their Lombardi trophies and all six of their Super Bowl rings and uh, some other memorabilia to commemorate them. And then uh, when that goes off exhibit, and that will be on exhibit through President's Day, when that comes off exhibit, we'll need a you know a few weeks to set up. We're going to do something similar uh, to honor the great history of the Cleveland Browns. You know, one of the winningest franchises of all time uh, when they came on this, you know since their founding in, in 1946, and they have a great history on the field. They have a great history at uh, uh, diversity and inclusion, and uh, we're going to celebrate all of that uh, in the late winter, early spring.